0: My name's Georgie Corridge-Cole and welcome to the Sherlock's Weekly Highlights podcast. This week I'm joined by Laura Black, Charlotte Collins and Maya Lucky. So let's talk about Topshop and their bridal wear launch because there's a real trend at the moment for high street brands launching bridal wear.
1: Yeah, they're popping up everywhere. People
0: like Phase 8 have launched... ASOS, Debenham.
3: Dorothy Perkins, even.
1: Have they we yeah. yeah, they're yeah. about launched. Yeah, We haven't yeah. seen
2: it yet. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it all started with self-portrait, didn't it? Because, you know, they've obviously had the most phenomenal success in the last few years, and such success
3: was such a great price point. Yeah, I think Needle and Thread as well really helped. Those two were on their yes. portrait, they were affordable, and then it really kind of started a trend going, didn't they?
0: And uh, Reformation, okay. um, the amazing U.S label that in fact i've just been to new york this weekend and i went to the reformation store and how my husband was like are you kidding me the queue <laughs> the changing rooms i was like Can I get a coffee and come back <laughs> anyway he came back and i still wasn't in the changing oh, room no. but obviously reformation is one of the most successful mm-hmm. brands to come out of the u.s recently and uh, there's a waiting list or something for their wedding dresses yes know? it
3: sold out in like seconds they okay. launched a run collection last week and it was like a total sellout okay yeah super popular.
0: so top shop have launched by the way and i think it's really nice
2: i thought it was really nice i was really pleasantly surprised any pieces that stood out for you there was like i know it's not sort of conventional there's slightly blush colored yes, maxi a- that i thought they styled really beautifully yeah they did um i love that for the brides and then the bridesmaids they did this floral maxi yeah um, Again, quite Reformation with, yeah. with the ruffles, So And nice. I just loved it, and such a good
0: price point. And would you Would you buy a wedding dress on the high street, Charlotte? You're gonna be the next <laughs>
3: engaged. shit up. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> um, would I? Yeah. I mean, I don't see why not. There are some really, really good pieces coming out of the high street right now. So yeah, I mean, why not?
0: And Topshop have launched a bridal personal shopping service, which I thought was a smart move because, obviously, for lots of us. Buying your wedding dress, going shopping for your wedding dress is one of the most exciting parts about getting engaged, no?
2: Yeah, I mean, personally, I didn't love it. I know, <laughs> oh, really? Why? I don't know. I just, I hated trying, being forced to try on dresses I mm. knew I didn't want to try on. Mm. I knew I wouldn't like them. I hated basically being in just my pants and heels all day. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I'm small and they never fitted me properly when they were pinned, but. I just didn't enjoy it. Also, I think that's the beauty of an online collection as well. Like, obviously, you can buy it in
3: store as well, but the fact that you can just see it, it's there. You know yeah. what you like, you know what you don't like. It eliminates a lot of
2: the the you crap. You can send links to, to your triangle. friends. I yeah. don't know. If I was doing it, I would buy on the high street because I kind of feel a bit sick about how much mm-hmm. I spent on my. I know. I mean, that's like, yeah. One, of the main thing
0: really is the price, isn't it? Yeah. And I think brands like Alice Templey have really changed the bridal fashion landscape, haven't they? From these, you know, away from these sort of bulky meringue like Mm -hmm. dresses to be something that's you know more contemporary and you know a bit more natural so we're big fans of the beauty blender but there's a new product that apparently is a lot better a lot more hygienic um, a lot more um, cost effective because it doesn't soak up the ingredients that is now the new beauty tool to use it's called the makeup drop and apparently they're selling 20 units every 60 seconds in the States
1: so when I saw these sort of coming out earlier in the year not this particular brand just versions of the silicone makeup applicator I was really sceptical because I saw these Instagram videos of people using strange things around the house taking the make out of them to put their makeup on did you see them? no <laughs> like it was hilarious was? like a boiled egg to put your makeup well, on <laughs> it does look a bit
0: like what I imagine a breast implant look yeah, like. yes it does, and it, does. it feels a bit extraordinary but actually yeah.
2: I've just felt it I hadn't felt it before and I just asked all if I could see it It's much thicker than I thought it would be Yes. I, it's not, I don't know I was kind of a bit surprised by the
0: how squidgy it is Yeah, <laughs> but it's really smooth and it's really clever and we were doing a video last week and I was trying it out on my hand and I put way too much product on it and I think that's one of its selling points is that you don't need loads of product whereas a sponge yeah. soaks it all up this doesn't soak anything up but what's different is you have to really pat it onto your skin mm. but in doing so it gives you this amazing kind of flawless complexion, apparently Natalie Portman is a fan she's got incredible skin but anyway i put it on my hand and honestly it really looks incredible and really smooth like i can't imagine how how
3: can you dab like around your nose nose and like your eyes because it's got a point so it's like a drop so you you use that like in the corners yeah so
0: you use that around you know around the crease of your nose Yeah. yeah into your eyes okay but anyway, I think the fact that it's selling so many in the US is testament to the fact that it's really good. It must mm. be
1: working, yeah. And you do just wash it clean afterwards. Yeah, that's, that's what I, I like, like about that's it. Yeah, clean. it's hygienic. Yeah. It doesn't harbour all bacteria like the expense do.
0: But anyway, the main thing to think about is not to use too much product and if you want a real sort of airbrush finish, then I think it's definitely worth a try let's talk about rentable party houses so my husband is going to be 40 next year and we keep wondering what we should do for his 40th should we do a party should we go on holiday um, or should we maybe rent a house and we did this amazing roundup of rentable party houses that sleep anything from 10 to i think 50 people
3: What do you think? Would that be a great party? So, I'm staying at one for a hen in a few weeks. Um, I've actually stayed there before, and it's just... It's in Ballam, it's in London, so it's not got the same kind of country vibe as a lot of these, but it's Sleep 16, they've got a similar one in Stretton that Sleeps 18. Owned by the same people? Same people own it, and they're just these beautiful white girly palaces. Um, They've got gardens, and I just think it's the best way to entertain everybody. And what does it cost to rent it for the week? So, it's 1,600 for one night, this one that I'm staying in. So, I mean, if it was 1,600. 1,600, so... That 16 people, it's £100 a night, which I think is pretty good value, particularly for a kind of grown-up hen. Um, And it's great. I've been on hens where we are in hotels, or that kind of thing where you're in hotels, and you're so separate, and there's no kind of communal area. And having a kitchen, a lounge, all of that, where everyone can chill and be together, is so much nicer. And is there a website? What's this one called? Yes, do not know. I'll have to find out. Okay. can't remember.
0: We'll put it in a link. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, I think it's a brilliant idea, and as you say, I love the fact... You know, when you have a one-off party, it's over so quickly. The idea that you can spend the whole weekend together, you could arrive on a Friday, have a chill Friday night, and then have a, bin- a bigger dinner, have like a black-tie dinner on a Saturday. Mm. I think it's really appealing. But, you know, and as you say, the cost, it's just way better than staying in the hotel. Mm. You can obviously get a cook and do your own food and wines. So I think that's really appealing. Yeah. Um, there's one on here that I thought looked amazing that I just wanted to pull out, which was No Man's Fort, which is Hampshire,
2: it's basically in the middle of the Solent, and it's round, it, isn't it? It's, it's round. And it looks awesome. Um, sort of quite nautical inside, I guess, for the bedrooms that um, you can have dinner. I think actually you can even just go for lunch if you don't want to rent a, the. Oh whole really? Thing. So you don't have to rent the whole thing. You can just go. I on your think end. you can go as sort of a day trip that involves a boat. There, so obviously you've got to get there and then lunch and then it, and then the trip back but
0: is it a hotel
2: so can you just go for a night i think you can just go for a night but i think you can rent
0: it says 22 luxury bedrooms and a lighthouse penthouse suite i mean that's 24
2: guests
0: that would be amazing i mean that's expensive that's 12 grand for 44 guests but it's always on secret escapes is it yes always <laughs> yeah well, fascinating it says there's a games room, cabaret bar, rooftop sauna, hot tubs, live music and cocktails. I'm sold, I think that sounds amazing. <laughs> anyway, I love the idea of renting a house and there are some incredible properties on there from Norfolk to so Suffolk, about to white Paul. jeans, because white jeans can get a bit of bad press. Here we always talk about white jeans in reference to Liz Hurley, poor Liz Hurley. But how do you make them look cool, Laura?
2: I think it's well there's the good thing now is that you can have a shaped fit most people but you need to think about your own body and what suits you so I think if you're quite small you can get away with the skinny but balance it out with something oversized mm-hmm. Um I guess the boyfriend style is what all the street stylers are doing Um slightly ripped perhaps rolled at the bottom with a on tee. and then I think probably if you're really tall you can get away with the flare
3: do you think a flare, a
2: white flare, can look
3: cool? Definitely, as long as you kind of are prepared to channel that like Chloe seventies vibe. Yeah, and yeah, I mean song with of style. Exactly, or, yeah. exactly, and like your oversized sunnies. If like song of style can do it, and you know Man Repeller's is doing it, then yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, Rachel's though. She definitely have. She'd have a fur jacket, exactly. wouldn't she? In a, yeah. a, yeah. a boho blouse, blouse. Exactly yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but they've obviously got to be the right length. That's yes. pretty crucial. Yeah, with yeah, the yeah. white flare, no crops no flares and no trailing on the ground
2: yeah, yeah
0: exactly so anything goes but i think you just got to work hard to make it yeah. cooler than anything else keep your edit simple let's talk about smear tests because i was pretty horrified when i saw this article that said over one million women in the uk last year missed their smear test bringing the figure to a worrying 19 year low And I mean, to me, you just go for a smear test. Yeah, I was quite surprised by this actually. Have you? Are you? Is everyone up to date? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. definitely. And it's what once every three years. Yes. Um, and from the age of is it twenty five? It's twenty five now,
2: but. I think when I first had my smear test, it was 20, so they... Yes, I was younger as well.
3: Yeah. So, for, so from the age of 25 to 49, you're supposed to go every three years, and then from 49 to 64, every five years.
0: And I was also really surprised that it said that one in 20 people that go
2: for women that go for a smear test will get the result of abnormal cells. I thought that was really high. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why they changed the age from 20 to 25, because I think between the younger you are, the cells are changing. So I think I read that it was one in three were coming back as abnormal cells. Really? Which is why they then changed it to 25 because I think, I don't know, (laughs) they settled down. Yeah, I I I think
1: so, because abnormal cells doesn't mean cancer no, no. and then it
3: scares people it's changing exactly it? I remember when yes. Tor was writing this piece we were talking about it in the office and loads of people said that they had friends who had had yeah. abnormal results and mm. that exactly that that they had panicked and it's fine you can just get them removed um, but I was really surprised by the number of people who who that had been affected
0: because yeah.
1: you, you just like, get the letter yeah. in the post and yeah. you're like oh my god I I'm like not you pre yeah. exactly yeah, but then I scary. always
0: remember people on morning TV going on saying I wasn't screened until I was 25 and mm. actually I did have cervical cancer so yeah. I think there are certain Certain sort of warning signs, aren't they? Like they say, if you have pain in your pelvis, pain during sex, abnormal bleeding, um, what else do they say? Some kind of discharge, heavy periods, etc. that you should then contact your GP and have yeah. that organised. Um, I also thought the there were a few points that came out that said you should bear in mind before your screening. One of which, you shouldn't have sex 24 hours before, which I never knew. Um, secondly, you shouldn't use a tampon for at least two two days before your appointment yeah I didn't know didn't that, know that, either, that.
2: but I didn't think you could have it anyway you anyway, can't near your period. you can't have a test during a period
0: yeah right? but I wouldn't have thought or oh, if it just think finished two days, yeah, okay yeah, I can go and also they said also it says that speculums come in different sizes so speculum is the tools that they use um, not very pleasant but anyway um they come in different sizes, so you can ask for a smaller size. Yeah, i certainly never been told that. i never. No. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah, that would have been also nice Also, I think they?
2: people have these fears that they're these old-fashioned style metal, horrible things. But yeah. they, I mean, they're they just, yeah, yeah, they're not like yeah. that anymore. It's it's a yeah. much more gentle. Yeah. And it's very so quick. quick. It's not actually yeah. that. Scary. No,
0: and if you're listening and you haven't had one, just wait till you have children because. Just, it just doesn't even come close. Sharing yeah. scary panic <laughs> over hair. No, so we were saying, tell them if you're scared, because, because then they're much more gentle. Oh um, really? Well,
2: just get them on your side, I think. Okay. Yeah.
0: Always with an injection, anything. Yeah, yeah make it fast. I always think they go <laughs> a bit easier on <laughs> you. Blonde hair tips. God, I read this and thought, I'm not doing any of those things. Me too. No, me too. <laughs> but essentially, what it's saying is, if you have blonde hair or you colour your hair that um, really you should be doing quite a lot of maintenance to it yeah. to keep it in tip-top condition. Do you use a, does anyone use a UV-protective spray? No, I've never even heard no. of that. No. no. But there are loads of sprays, aren't there, that you should spray onto your hair yeah. before you go in the sun. I mean, I never do. Um,
1: but I suppose it makes such sense, doesn't it? I think it does. And actually the only thing I do is choosing a um, purple shampoo to take the brassiness out, mm. and that is literally... Well, and actually heat protection. But other than that... I don't do any of these yeah. things. Purple
0: shampoo is supposed to be great because it cancels out, apparently the hint of
1: the violet can cancel out any yellow tones. Yes, yeah, so you stay blonde, not, like, brown. How often do you use it, though? I actually probably use mine a bit too much. I, three, three, four times a week, do which I think do? is oh, too really? much.
2: Yeah. And do you leave it on?
1: No, I, just, I do one purple and then one normal oh, shampoo. Okay. Really? And your uh, colour's good. Do you think? yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you do end up with sort of like violet <laughs> tinted <laughs> hair. Yes, you I you're <laughs> use it once a week. Yeah, you are, but I do mine quite a lot. But I think because I'm I'm prone to very yellow tones, that's why I do it so frequently. Whereas mm. you, Georgie, because you've got much lighter hair, if you did that, you'd have a purple tint. Right, <laughs> I'm going to avoid. That's <laughs> I'm going to avoid.
0: We have with women from Corey. There, Betty. What's her name? I don't know. For the mm, purple ring. Wasn't there someone purple ring? I'm going to stay away from purple rins. But Anyway, with the UV protection, it said that light hair contains less melanin. yeah. yeah. Um, actually, George Northwood, which is where I have my hair done, amazing hairdresser, um, they rave about Purology. And I always talk to hairdressers when I go about what the good brands are. And I think Purology is great. So if you do want to invest in the shampoo, I think that's probably a good one. Um, and what about hair masks?
1: I was straightened mm-hmm. my hair this
0: morning, and I could kind of see the split ends. Yeah. And I thought, God, I really should be doing something.
1: I'm the same. I don't use a hair mask, but I actually moan all the time about how dry my hair is. So why am I not <laughs> using a hair yeah. mask? Yeah, Living
0: Proof. <laughs> that one's supposed to be really good. We oh, really? put that in one of our beauty books the Kingsley
2: elasticizer is amazing. I have heard good things about is that. Is
0: it a mask elasticizer? I
2: don't know. You put it on for like 20 minutes. But you, what I like about it is you put it on before you shampoo, because I find masks mm. really heavy. Mm. And it's tacky as and well. tacky, yeah. so when you then wash your, dry your hair, it feels a bit, I don't know. Not clean. Yeah, it yeah. um, But you do this before you shampoo, which I think is really... Well, it, I've got fine hair, so it works much better yeah. for me. And it's such a cult product that, yeah. you, that you know, and it it's must not, be... I mean, it's not crazy, crazy. I mean, some of these hair products are... Yeah, I
0: struggle with spending money. I mean, but you should. I mean, your hair. A girlfriend of mine was so I go to George Northwood, which is not a cheap hairdresser, but I mean, he is amazing. And I had a girlfriend. She she went other day and she's like, my God, it was the best cut I've ever had. She's like, I don't think I can go anywhere else now. I was like, but if you think what you your hair impacts the way you look more than anything, Anything. yeah, Yeah, we sort of cringe at spending how much money on a haircut. But you'll spend whatever on a facial that. Does it do that much? Yes. Yeah. That's very true. Anyway, the only thing I really spend money on for my hair is the Oribe texturizing hairspray, which is the most incredible thing. But it's like thirty for a can, and I made the mistake of asking my husband to put it in my stocking once. And now whenever he sees me like on a Friday night, I get it out, and he's like, whoa, 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 (laughs) (laughs) that's quite a lot of spray. You just sprayed about five pounds worth of spray into your hair, but that's the only thing hair-related I spend money on. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about hypnotherapy, because it's something that I feel like we're hearing more and more about. It obviously has a reputation for being a bit hocus-pocus, but um, there are some really powerful statistics that say that it's been proven to be the most effective form of therapy in the shortest amount of time. Has anyone had hypnotherapy? I have. What Do you mind me asking what
2: for? No, I've had it, um, so I have done IVF twice, and I had it with both, what do you call them? Uh, sorry. Rounds. Both rounds? Both rounds, yeah, yeah of IVF. Um, I saw an amazing lady called Angela McRill, um, who was recommended to me by a friend who'd been through IVF, and... Both of them work first time, so I yes, am... Yes, Laura's got two beautiful girls. <laughs> I'm I am a big, big fan. So what, What like how? How does it work? So I found IVF, I mean, A, it's damn expensive. Um, and, but I found it really more of a mental game than a physical game. And I, she just kept my brain calm. And I was a bit sceptical before I went. I, I was, I'm not sure this is for me. But a few sessions, and I kind—it did take me a while. I didn't the first time. I kind of fought it a bit because so I was like, "What are you going to turn me into?" Um, but you don't—you don't lose it. You don't—you're aware of where you are, and
0: yeah, they say its a bit like the state you go into. Apparently, is a
2: bit like the state you're in when you're just daydreaming. Yeah, you're sort of conscious, but you're just in this. It's a so bit like mindfulness, but when you're sort of in this relaxed state, as they say, somebody's talking to you and I think trying to alter your unconscious state of mind. And so I, sense, start, I mean, right? I imagine somebody, you know, with like a clock swinging no. in front of your face, like how does it actually work? With her, I go in and I chat to her, I tell her my worries, we'd probably chat for maybe 25 minutes, and then she'd sort of make sure that I was comfortable, and then it's weird because she's sort of, you know, she's like, listen to your surroundings, but then she'll
3: and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
2: Count you down from ten, and then she just sort of changes her voice a bit, it becomes a bit... Did
0: she say you will accept
2: <laughs> the power of IVF like, oh, but no. you will. But
0: do you so talk she, about the specific yes. fear? So you talked about yes. IVF while you're in there. Do you talk about your fear of flying when you're in there? Or Yeah,
2: no, for sure. So she'll talk about what you've been saying, but I guess she gives you ways to manage it. So for me, one of the things that really worked was she gave me loads of colors to think about. And one weird one was when I had the embryos put back in, she told me just to imagine that a taxi was picking them up and taking them to where they needed to be, so I didn't have to do anything. It would just happen. The taxi was paid for, it was going to take them from A to B. Really weird, but it worked, because when I had them put back in, I went out for lunch, and I was like, well, they're in their taxi. I'm just going (laughs) to go to my lunch.
3: (laughs) They're
0: in their taxi, I love it.
2: So ultimately you have to suspend your
0: scepticism and...
2: And I think it's fascinating. Just relax into it. I think don't be too scared that, as you say, it is hocus-pocus because you're not going to dance around like a chicken like Paul McKenna says. <laughs> yeah. It says here that it's actually a form of meditation
0: used to examine why you're feeling the way you are and to try and remove those feelings of fear or worry or whatever they are. I mean, I think it's amazing. I need to try it. Try and cure my fear of flying snakes. So Tori to a piece on cult bronzers and well i'd say the warmer weather is finally here it's not quite but hopefully it won't be long
3: what bronzers does everyone use um so i use the bobby brown shimmer brick which is actually on this list but i use it more as a highlighter but maybe that's more about how i apply my makeup but i use it along with mac golden bronzer as well which is my like ride or die that's yeah. what i've been is using it? yeah i always use it golden bronzer right so it's is just it their shimmer compact no it it's not matte? shimmer it's, it's matte and then i use the shimmer brick like highlight nose Which is secrets. interesting
0: because I've only ever used one bronzer at a time and I use the NARS Laguna, which is, you know, the one of the God. bronzers that mm. everyone swears by. And Tor gave me an hourglass one of those sort of marbleised, half-highlighter, mm. half-bronzing. She said, well, you should use that with your Nars Laguna. I was yeah, like, oh,
3: God, that's a bit of a faff. But yeah. clearly, you need to use two. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm, like, you know, clinical <laughs> and makeup, makeup queen. But, yeah, exactly. No, I use both. And I think, because I think they can serve different purposes. Yeah. So particularly something matte and something shimmer. Yeah. I agree. Yes. So I think
1: you use the matte for the, the defining. You know and then the shimmer's the highlight on top. Yes. Gives you that glow. Mm-hmm. So what do you use? So I actually use a Bobbi Brown bronzing, it's called. Um, and that is just matte. Probably a rival fuel MAC one. Yes. Um, and then I use the Shimmer Brick, but in rose on top.
2: Oh, so it's all about the
1: double then, mm-hmm. or what about you?
2: I use the Chanel, which is more, it's weird. It's kind of got a cream texture, but you still use it with a brush. Oh. And I love it. I know it's one of their best sellers, um, and I've used it for years. Um, I feel like I can picture it. Yeah, it's sort of quite a big pot with a big black lid. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yes, I, I know. It's yeah. well, actually. Yeah. yeah, and it's a bronzer. Yeah. I love it. I've actually just um, bought it for my sister's birthday, and she was like, "This is amazing." Really?
1: It is. a hideously
2: expensive, probably. but lasts a long time. And As doesn't smash. It doesn't smash. Oh. I just um,
0: smash my Nars, the Guinars, is thirty quid. Absolutely worse. Um, discerning fans of. Parisian fashion will know Inez de la Fressange, who is famously she was a muse of Karl Lagerfeld, a model, and designer, and she wrote the book Parisian Chic, Mm -hmm. um, which is sort of one of those coffee table staples, isn't it? Definitely. Uh, And she's got a new book out, Parisian Chic Lookbook: What I Should Wear Today, which um, documents perfect outfits for every occasion um and also has all her rules for
3: making an everyday outfit a bit cooler. Yeah. Exactly. She's kind of made a list at the back of the book of really simple hacks for kind of transforming you know, you've got everyday look, and a lot of them are kind of cool pairings that just make things that bit more interesting. So, you know, a lot of them are essentially how to balance something cool and a bit tougher with something a little bit more girly. But so give got, us some of the pairings. So some of them are like well that. Some of them are just tips. So they're like buy clothes in the men's department. I love so, that one. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just the androgyny trend. We all know that. But it's, I mean, yeah, it's, I'm it's, not sure you need to. Yeah, but it's just yeah. that frame of mind. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. A pair of straw bag with an evening dress. You know, we've seen so many of the street style stars. Wearing a straw bag is a kind of, you know, everyday thing. People aren't saving it for the beach anymore, so great. You know, that's a really cool way of switching up your evening look. Roll the hem of your jeans and add heels. Again, pretty simple, but just a kind of cool thing to know to add something extra. Um, and sport a motorcycle jacket with a chiffon dress. That's one of I my favourites. Yeah. yeah, me too. Because it's actually something you can wear day or night. Like, it's cool for a wedding if you've got a really pretty floral maxi to throw a leather jacket on top or actually trainers yeah Yeah. exactly to work and get a bit more money out of your evening wear as well yeah i think it's all about working the bits you already have in your wardrobe yeah um and just making everything that bit more stylized i guess
0: and i guess you know what she says yeah the ultimate rule of what she says is yeah take something feminine and add something tough yeah
3: yeah
2: and just don't overdo it i mean the french just don't like it to look too head to toe to okay. our favourite
3: rule of take one thing off before you uh, take one thing off
0: and Lulu de Saison who is an amazing
3: oh I laughed um,
0: when you sent me that yeah <laughs> I mean she 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 spoke at our fashion day and she said ah the, the French we, we think the Holy what did she say there yes. she fears. She said, but "Yeah, yeah that was like, she, she said, oh, Halloween. French people think that the Oscars is like Halloween. Okay. We think it is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was so funny. She's like, the idea that you'd wear this, you know, Oscar-Lorento ball gown yeah. with these kind of Chopin jewels and then your hair done like a princess, yes. they think is just completely
3: ridiculous. It was all about the beauty look, wasn't it? And how not to wear too much makeup and your hair done and the whole look. Yeah. So if you want to take one thing away from that French aesthetic, I think it's that, to do one or the other.
0: Yeah. And um, Actually, talking about style rules... We did a piece on the one-to-one rule yes. and actually I was going through the file with Astrid and I was like, oh what's that?
3: Hmm. The one-to-one rule and I opened the file and the one-to-one rule is Charlotte. The one-to-one rule is wearing two colours and colour number one on your top half and your like your bot- very bottom half. So matching your top half to your shoes and then wearing another colour in between to break them up. So it's kind of a sandwich. Which is of basically colours.
0: what I do every day. I mean
2: I'm doing you know, I didn't know I was doing the one-to-one rule. Yeah. for me. It's kind of obvious, but I think it's really but It does, it could sound a bit twee. It could sound a bit matchy matchy. Right. So the idea is not to
3: wear pink shoes with a pink top, <laughs> you know, with like a green floral skirt. That's not the point. The point is you know, we all have those mornings when you're standing in front of your wardrobe, you have no idea kind of how to throw together something easy and chic. So it's just about it, it block colouring. And this is a really simple formula for making that work. And I think if you want an
0: outfit that is cohesive and a look that is pulled together. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you're not that confident. It is just a really good sort of quick rule to check with yourself exactly. before you get the house in the morning. Hay fever. I didn't realise that one in five Brits suffers from hay fever that's a lot isn't it yes that's poor
3: poor sufferers
1: my that's husband really yeah suffering.
0: i wake up in the night the other day and my husband was just having a sort of sneezing attack mm-hmm. in his, his sleep <laughs> i was like oh my god wake up take another pill but are there any natural remedies i mean this piece actually what i thought was interesting about this piece is how it references the gut and yes. how you know 70 percent of the immune system is in our digestive tract in our gut and I mean, we talk about the gut so much now, we talk about leaky gut, but it really does impact everything, mm-hmm. including hay fever. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was a really interesting article, and it sort of said certain foods you should avoid, things like staying hydrated, having a healthy gut, managing your stress levels. Shall uh, that, yeah, does that I mean, work? Yeah,
3: personally look I think you're either a hay fever suffering or not I'm sure that doing those things can really help but I I have found the magic cure I'm here to spread the gospel it's all about <laughs> Pyrenees the nasal spray when I say I spent you know 20 something years of my life genuinely really suffering in winter and I have you know really did try everything apart from pres- prescription pills which I know do exist but if you're looking for something that is you know on the counter then Pyrenees isn't it's, it's honestly miraculous. Is and it in the same
0: family as it's, Pyroton? So
3: it's one and exactly. Right. And it's a nasal spray and you just use it once in the morning and I'm off Claritin, my life is good again. Like seriously, <laughs> it's, it is a miracle cure. And is it something you can use long term? Because it says
0: so that <laughs> it's it can reduce, the difference. Uh, yeah,
3: I've been told off a bit by everybody else in the office for the long term use of nasal spray. But honestly, I don't care. Do you do it every day, or do you do only it- when only when the pollen counts uh-huh. high? So if it's if it's summer and it's yeah, yeah yeah like I went and stocked up because I knew it was new, because it turned like the first of April or something. It was, so yeah, it was coming exactly. But seriously, it's an unbelievable product.
0: So here at Sherlock, we're very aware that not all of our readers live. In London and I would just say that we do hear you and we are trying to broaden the reach of our lifestyle content uh, We ran a piece on the UK's hottest new restaurant openings and it features um, Restaurants from Brighton to Nottingham, Leeds, Oxfordshire where artist residents have opened their fourth site They have one in
3: Pimlico, Newquay, Brighton,
0: Brighton and a new one opening in Oxfordshire and it's run by a really cool couple um he took over a guest house that was his mum's uh, when he was at university his then girlfriend now wife joined him and their story's really amazing they sort of couldn't afford to have a cook so he did breakfast in a bag at the beginning and they lived in the building site in yuki when it was being done on a damp mattress and yeah they're a cool couple and i really hope they're hugely successful
3: um and this one's supposed to be great yeah and nice to have something kind of in the cotswolds region that's a little bit more affordable than your Soho farmhouses and Wild Rats yes, and everything true. else.
0: Exactly, and actually on that note of having something more affordable, um, Danny recently reviewed Bell and the Dragon, which I think's another really interesting concept. Um, you know, we'd all love to go to Soho Farmhouse for the night, but you're looking at sort of 400 quid. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Bell and the Dragon starts at, I think, £115 a night. There are several of them, aren't there? Yeah,
2: there's a few. I'm not sure exactly how many they are, but they're all kind of just outside of london i yeah, think so, so within like reach. yeah within reach and they're just so lovely i stayed at the one in chert and the design is really cool um it's kind of far and ball colors with like antique furniture and it's cozy and homely cozy and homely quite well, quite so, th- quite so her farmhouse but perhaps you know just a bit more a bit more um, rustic yeah i guess so um,
0: and it's all about sort of you know nice Party locally sourced food, and they have apparently great little touches like, you know, a little bottle of Sipsmith, gin, slow gin in your room. Yes,
2: and yeah. when I went, there was sort of a gin and tonics tray outside all the bedrooms, so people could go and help themselves. Sometimes. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Isn't that
0: fab? And I just think, yeah, really refreshing that you can go somewhere nice and that's not cheap because it's tired and old, but mm. somewhere that's new that's actually creating... A product for a market completely that's still um, nice yeah
2: really like felt really nice beautifully clean beautiful food like really really recommend
0: and they see two night weekend rates from 200 pounds 115 pounds a night some of them have live music wine tastings so there are lots of reasons to go so check it out Belle and the dragon so let's talk about dress codes because one of the things we emailed in the most um, and asked about by our readers is what to wear to certain events, so who better to ask than to breaths, um, to help us determine what's the form. Um, I was amused to see that there's a white tie (laughs) section here. I mean, I think I've (laughs) seen
3: one white tie event in my entire life. So, to me, I associate white tie with, you know, like, a livery dinner. But I I have a white tie wedding this year. And it's not, you know, it's not like royalty. You know, it's just some friends. Um, But I think even they were really shocked to find out these rules, which are, you know, (laughs) that you need long gloves. I have married friends who are supposedly supposed to be in tiaras. So Yes, you're only supposed to wear a tiara if you're a married woman. Yes, exactly. So, luckily, Maya and I can have hangars up for the time <laughs> um, but yeah I mean it's totally
0: take your finger it, yeah. says, it says gloves should be removed finger by finger and rested on the lap under not over the napkin but I, I also thought
3: it was really interesting that it's traditional to show décolletage in white tie which seems a bit counterintuitive given that it's so conservative but anyway but it's so full length isn't it yeah. and then it's all, and about, then the, all about the collarbone yeah. that's your the only bit that's, set, that's, the, you that's you tease like, the way mm, yeah. it
0: décolletage Anyway, black tie, fairly self-explanatory. But I think the races, the one we were asked the most is what to wear to the races. Um, I mean, sort of, God, anything goes if you're going to Aintree. But, um, I mean, the Royal Enclosure Ascot is, is the one with the strict dress code. Um, dresses and skirts should fall just above the knee or longer. Trouser suits
3: are welcome. And I was interested to see if you can now wear a jumpsuit this year. So you can wear strappy shoulder exposing tops as long as your straps are a certain thickness so no spaghetti straps but as long as they're a couple of inches wide okay. then you can get away with that mm. and hats should be worn however a headpiece which has a solid base of four inches 10
0: centimeters <laughs> or more in diameter is acceptable as an alternative to a hat i so, want to
1: know who's going around measuring everyone's hat <laughs> yes yeah, so anyway
0: exactly. now you know if you're off to Ascot, those are the rules
1: Let's finish on some Netflix. I've just finished O.J. Simpson
0: versus the People on a bit late time. Very late to <laughs> party. <laughs> so good. It was, it was really good. Good. It was good. What an amazing, amazing series. Yeah. I was just sort of horrified to watch it. I was fourteen when it happened, and I remember the verdict coming out and being quite shocked. But you just watch it again, you just can't believe it. You just got away with murder Yeah,
2: it's amazing yes. and amazingly cost as well oh, isn't way. it we were sort of mm.
0: googling everyone going I mean that is the judge yeah. they, they look identical yeah. um, anyway I so recommend it if you're as late to the party as I am um, mm-hmm. anyway now I've finished mm-hmm. that what next I've watched everything else
1: um, I am watching The Get Down I've seen the first series part two has just come out Uh, If you love Moulin Rouge, Romeo and Juliet, musicals, anything by Baz Luhrmann, then you're going to love it. Yes,
0: okay, and that's a real kind of genre, isn't it? Yeah. He's got a real style to his work. Yeah. Uh, And what's it about?
1: It's about this um, journey of this group of teenagers in the Bronx, um, just as New York is on the verge of bankruptcy, and they emerge this new hip-hop culture, and it's just feel good, sing along to all the songs, it's not really has it, has it got a plus sing on to the songs yeah, wrong hip <laughs> hop doesn't
3: really like go <laughs> hard to me. just rap along
1: sorry
0: Mary yeah.
3: Poppins <laughs> in the bra <Bronx. laughs> anyway it's good it's really good yeah okay anything else Um, I've been watching Girl Boss yeah. Um which was created by the Pitch Perfect uh, writer and is about Sophia Amoruso, who founded Nasty Girl, yeah. which is you know a massive or Nasty Gal, na- nasty girl, um, which is a massive uh, kind of e-commerce site, uh, which has been huge in the states. But also um, a book. So Girlboss yeah, was a book, right? So she's obviously kind of one of. You know, like a really impressive entrepreneur, female entrepreneur at that. So she's kind of had quite a lot of coverage around her, and particularly her book. I mean, it's not a great series. It's
0: do you not think? Because I know everyone's talking
3: about it, and everyone was talking about it here, and I thought I'd better watch it right. Up my street, I mean. There. It's a bit silly. It's a bit kind of Kimmy Schmidt. It wasn't Kimmy well, Schmidt. Ilk. I wouldn't
0: go
1: that far. Oh, I think it's that silly. I don't think it's like Kimmy Schmidt.
0: I think if you, I read the book Girl Boss, and it didn't really give me what I wanted. I was reading it as a sort of business owner wanting tips, wanting you know her story, and I was inspired. And I wouldn't say she's got there by luck, but not by conventional methods. I mean, when no. she's looking for a name for her business. She goes on an all-day bender and then ends up in a club and there's some tranny singing a Betty Davis song or yeah. something. <laughs> you know, it's not normally how most people no. come up with the name of a brand, but it's quite entertaining. And that
3: makes for a good TV show yes. as well. So, it, yeah, it's fine. It's fun, quite young, it's I think. It is that, young. That yes. is exactly what the TV show is, and what I, you've just described.
2: Yeah, yes, mm-hmm. exactly that. But
3: I think it is good if you're... It's probably pitched at, like, 20-something, you know, the kind of millennial-type yeah. audience who feel... You know, that they don't really know kind of what they're looking for, how to kind of fit into the conventional job market. Yeah. And I suppose in that way, it's quite inspiring because it shows that there's a different path. Yeah. It
1: is.
0: And there's
3: a very much different path
0: these yeah. days, isn't there? Um, the other thing, Laura, you're talking about Dr.
2: Foster. So what is that? Dr. Foster, I watched it. It was on the BBC like, I don't know. Sounds like a year top. It was, yeah, year. I
3: yeah. was oh, last I i been with all I these
0: know, things. You things? would
2: love it. Worthy. You'll watch
3: it in like three years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right,
2: right. You, <laughs> should, you should watch it. You'd love it. And what's it about? Um, It's about... God, I'm really going to have to wrap my brains here. But it's about this woman <clears> who finds out that her husband is having an affair and how she goes about...
1: She's she's very... Not um, the word is. She manipulates the situation, yes. doesn't she? And it's yeah. Saran Jones who was
0: in court. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but she's good, is she? Yeah. And I mean, nothing against Saran Jones, but you know, so often you're pulled in, aren't you, by the by the lead? Yeah, yes. To me, she.
1: You have
2: to watch it to understand that it. it is seriously gripping. No, yeah. it, was, it, was yeah. really it was really gripping. popular, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's I mean it's really gripping and I think you said Astrid said they were making a second series which is super exciting.
0: Apparently so I'm totally gonna watch that. So that's it this week. If you have any comments, feedback or questions, then do please email podcast at sharelocks.com.
3: See you next week.